Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, hello, healthy fam. Welcome back to another live podcast episode with me, Coach Monica, and the lovely Coach Ashley. Hey guys. Uh, Y'all, we are so excited to be back tonight for a Tuesday Night Live. These are so much fun. It's different for us besides just recording together. And don't worry, you are still getting a recorded version of the podcast this week. I think it actually dropped today. So two days early. I think I may have noticed that. But tonight we're going to be answering some of your questions. Super excited to do this. I was I was wanting, you know, we were trying to come up with ideas of what to do for a live episode. And we always say things like, oh, that's another, that's another episode for another time. And we always end up getting lots of questions. So I think it's gonna be really fun to do some live questions here and, and really get the ball rolling for that. So if you've been around long enough, you know that usually our podcast episodes are about 45 minutes, but we know that uh, typically the Tuesday talks are 30 minutes. So we will just go as long as we have questions and then we will cut off when there are no more. So if that's that 30 minutes, if that's that 45 minutes or an hour, we want to make sure that we are answering all of your questions. Um, when you're joining the live, make sure you're commenting, letting us know that you're here and where you're from in the chat so that we can see it. We are also streaming on Instagram. And so we have community manager Jordan behind the scenes and he will be dropping in some questions from Instagram that we can answer as well. But uh, we just kind of wanted to start out by saying that when it comes to your weight loss and wellness journey, we know that it can be challenging. And we talk about this all the time if you listen to the podcast, that you have to be a lifelong learner. And part of being a lifelong learner is being able to step outside of your comfort zone and ask questions that you maybe don't know the answers to. And I know that we have the member meetings. I know that we have awesome coaches. We have community manager, Jordan. But we wanted to give you another opportunity to ask some of the questions that maybe you just don't know. If you're getting started on your journey, if you're in the middle of your journey, or maybe even entering maintenance, we want to make sure that we get all those questions um, answered. Now, keep in mind, y'all, while I am a certified nutrition coach and a weight loss specialist, we are not going to um, get into like the nitty gritty of specifics. I have this type of, um, you know, diagnosis from my doctor, what plan is best for me. We won't be getting into that tonight because that is really something that you're going to have to dive into, talk to your doctor about and figure out what plan works best for you. But we will answer any questions about maybe like protein or carbs or weight loss or wellness. But just know we're really going to try to steer clear from some of those um, person-specific questions. And so we do have some questions from Facebook, from Instagram, and from the community within the app that we're going to answer tonight. 
Anything else I missed so far? <laughs> I don't think we did. I think, I don't know. I'm just super excited to answer some of these questions. Um, I know you were talking about some personal questions that may have to be saved for um, medical professionals, but definitely, yeah, like lifestyle questions, getting started questions, um, healthy plan-specific questions. Um, I'm pretty well-versed in the plans and stuff. So um, yeah, fire up those questions, guys. <laughs> yes. Well, hello to everyone who's joining. Right before we get started, we I see Canada, Wisconsin, California, Michigan, Nebraska, Maryland, Kansas, Hello to everyone. Um, so get started. Start dropping your questions in the chat. And then we are going to start out with answering some of the questions that we saw on Facebook or Instagram. And make sure that you're keeping your eyes peeled for the chat because if it's something that requires a link, like we said, Community Manager Jordan is behind the scenes and he will most likely be posting the links in the chat. So the first question right off the bat that we get this all of the time is, how do I find the community on Facebook? And this question specifically refers to the Healthy Members Meetings and Support Group, which is an amazing community. There are, I think we're up to maybe six coaches within that group. And there are all of these meetings that you can attend throughout the week that talk about um, different topics, emotional eating, carbs, protein, fat. So that is an additional charge through Facebook. Um, it is $4.99. Um, plus tax, I believe, to join that. And we'll have Community Manager Jordan link the healthy members meetings and support group. But if you are someone who just needs a little bit extra help, accountability, if you want to listen to some of the amazing coaches that are sharing their story, then join that members group. It's amazing. I am one of the coaches over there and I absolutely love interacting with all of you that are part of that group. Absolutely. It gives a little bit of um, a more personal touch to it. I think you get a little bit more um, in-depth look at, at the coaches' lives and stuff. And and I love that each coach, because you know we have one topic for the meetings every week, and I love that each coach has their own fresh take on it. I know you do a little bit of diverse conversations and stuff each week too. So it's super fun to be able to have that differentiation, I guess. Yes. So if you need some extra support, make sure you check that out. Um, not only are there meetings in that group, but a lot of the members just post, like a lot of us have been posting our profis, our protein coffee recipes, y'all. It's 7.38 PM and I'm on my second protein coffee of the day. And it has three shots of espresso in it. So we're going we're gonna to get it going. But that is an amazing, amazing group for support. One thing, <laughs> yes, woo, three shots of espresso. Um, so a question uh, that maybe you can answer, Coach Ashley, is one of the things I saw was I'm 60 years old and struggling to keep my weight down in the past year. Please advise, what do I do? So that one can be tough because, you know, as we age, as our bodies age, it tends to happen that metabolism slows down. Um, and there's a lot of controversy over that topic about if it's the aging that causes it, blah, 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 you know. But basically, that's a lot of what it boils down to. And so I think personally, because, you know, I'm I'm not quite there yet, <laughs> but from studying and researching and stuff, I think the best thing you can do is try to get your metabolism going in a better way. It's going to be time that you're going to have to change things up. If you're somebody who's pretty sedentary, um, you're going to have to start getting some more steps in, do something different, whether it's just walking. Um, if you have an indoor pool somewhere, especially in the colder months, getting in there, getting some swimming in, do, you know, making it fun. But I think the big thing is to shock your metabolism, you know, get it going. And I think another thing you can do is um, 
really change up the food that you're eating. Even if you are well set in your habits and your lifestyle and you feel like you're eating well, maybe your body's just getting too used to that stuff. Maybe you need to change it up and give it a different source of something to really change up your metabolism and get it rolling. Yeah, that's excellent advice. And I and one thing to realize, it doesn't matter if you are 60, 50, 40, 30, or 20, no matter where you are on your weight loss journey, as you get older in age, the things that worked for you before are not always going to work for you now. And so yes. just figuring out, okay, like you said, how to shock my metabolism. I love hearing from some of the members talking about uh, going to Silver Sneakers workouts in the morning or in the afternoon, just finding something that you really love and enjoy and get moving. That's the first step. And the rest will fall in place, I think is really important um, to note. Yes, Uh, absolutely. I see Betty here in the chat. Any advice for emotional eaters? I believe that a lot of us are emotional eaters. Number one, um, it is really important to get to the root cause of why you are emotionally eating. And this is one of the things that I love to coach on is, is figuring out what triggers and what traumas from your past are causing that emotional eating. That's what's really going to help you get to the place that you need to get to. Um, so I'm trying to pull up over here This is the method that I tell people to use when you are emotionally eating. And it is called the STOP method. If you've been in any of my meetings, you know about it. But it's STOP, S-T-O-P. First, uh, S, you are going to stop what you're eating. Or if you're reaching for a comfort food, you're going to stop. And you're going to move over to T, which is take a few deep breaths. A lot of time when you're emotionally eating, it's because you're anxious. It's because something is going on around you and it's triggering this emotion within you. So stop what you're eating, take a few deep breaths to center yourself. And then you're going to, oh, observe what is going on around you. Are you at work and you feel stressed and you're on deadline and now you're reaching in your snack drawer? Are you at home and you just got home from work and the kids need dinner, but they also need to go to their activities? You haven't even had time to take off your shoes or put your purse down on the ground. What is triggering you? Observe those factors that are going around. And then the last letter, P, Proceed with caution is the most important thing. Um, When it comes to emotional eating, you are going to have to find a way to center yourself. It's just like someone who's going through an anxiety attack. What can you feel? What can you see? What can you smell? And you are just going to have to find a way to get yourself over the finish line. And emotional eating is the hardest part of this weight loss and wellness journey. It was the hardest part for me because I stuffed my trauma down with food. And so it's really just figuring out what is the root cause. And if you are, we could not get through an episode without saying this. If you are a journaler. (laughs) Yes, knew it. Pick up that pen and write down how you are feeling in that moment. And eventually you will start to figure out what your triggers are and why you're, you're, emotionally eating or even overeating sometimes. Absolutely. That is a wonderful, wonderful explanation of how to dig deep and really find out that root cause. And I think all I want to say just to add on to that is also, um, you know, especially if you're finding that your emotional eating is due to something that has happened and you're doing it because you're kind of trying to keep busy, um, Mm -hmm. find a busy hands um, activity that you can do in place of that eating, Uh, whether it's reading, knitting, crocheting. I know all that stuff is um, very popular. Journaling, writing, drawing, um, something. Something to keep your hands busy. um, That's going to help a lot. 
Yes, absolutely. I see another question. Advice for evening snacking. I'm out of control. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, man. (laughs) Sorry, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, been there, done that. Um, And one of the things that I have found for myself when it comes to evening snacking, um, there are a few things. Number one, you need to look at what you're eating throughout the day because there is a chance that you are not eating well-balanced meals throughout the day, enough protein, healthy fats, carbs, et cetera. And that is why you are evening snacking because you're hungry. Your body has not been filled with all of the nutrients that you need in order to sustain you through recharging and reinvigorating yourself throughout the end of the night. Also, I just like to snack because I read books at night and I love to snack. So if you have eaten enough throughout the day and you have been satisfied and your meals are balanced, now you need to find evening snacks that are not going to increase your blood sugar, that are not going to make you continue to reach in the pantry. My evening snack, if I just cannot control myself and I need to eat a snack, is pickles. Number one, low calorie, low carb, quick and easy. I need a few pickles. Sometimes I add in a string cheese if I'm feeling froggy, but I know I can eat a few pickles and maybe even some like Lily's dark chocolates because I need something sweet and then I'm satisfied. It doesn't have to be anything too crazy. But you are either not eating well-balanced meals throughout the day, or you just need a snack, or there is some type of habit loop that you have created. And I think you have a good one for this one, Coach Ashley. I feel like I know what you're going to say. But there is some type of habit loop that you have created that something in your brain says, oh, it's nighttime. I'm, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm watching TV. That means I need to get a snack. Absolutely. That habit loop is a tricky one. You have gotten into this habit because you sit down and and maybe it's stemming from us going to the movie theater as children and we just had to have that popcorn there with us. Um, Mm -hmm. I most definitely have that same thing happen to me. But you sharing your your snack, I've got to say air popped popcorn, you can get so much popcorn mm-hmm. for the calories. I get, I think it's like, is it called the Jolly Time Smart Pop or something like that? Yeah. I can, they're the mini bags. I can have an entire mini bag, which amounts to four, four and a half cups. And it's like 75 calories, I think, for the entire thing. And I balance it out with a tiny little like piece of dark chocolate. I have to have right. my sweet and my salty. So if you, if you truly are hungry and you are wanting to snack and you're not wanting to spend all the bites and calories... Look into stuff like that. Like you said, pickles, super low calorie, low carb. Popcorn, super low calorie. If you need to balance it out, have a little kiss or like, you know, a little, you know, just the mini chocolate bar to balance it out. But a lot of that is like you, I think you kind of mentioned it earlier, is probably stemming from you somehow were not getting satisfied throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You weren't hitting your mark on something, something, whether it was your fats or your protein or anything. Um So I think it's important to really try to balance that out through the day so that you are feeling more satisfied and not so just crazy hungry and and snacky at the end of the day. Absolutely. And community manager Jordan put in the chat, protein forward foods, which I agree with. However, if you are already eating a ton of protein at night, just make sure that you're looking at that in, in your tracker. But protein forward foods, a handful of nuts, string cheese, um, a slice of sourdough toast with some peanut butter on it, a fiber one brownie with a teaspoon of peanut butter, protein fiber, and hits the oh, sweet tooth. Yes. I have recently been making a protein fluff, um, which those that are in the healthy members meetings and support group, I will be making a video tomorrow and dropping it in there. But it is essentially... 
Yes, it is essentially a scoop of protein powder, three quarters cup of Greek yogurt. So double up on the protein. I've been adding in some Oreo pudding mix, a little bit of zero sugar cool whip and Lily's dark chocolates. Put Mix that all together in a bowl. High protein, sweet snack, really hits the, the like it really hits the craving for me. And I'm not typically a sweets person. So yeah, there you go. There you go. I hope that helps with your late night snacking. Okay, speaking of protein, I saw that somebody, um, Jordan posted a question from Instagram for someone who needs to increase their protein, what protein powder would you suggest is the best? I personally don't have a preference on my favorite protein powder. Um, some people may have to adjust. There's whey protein. There are um, soy proteins. There are so many different kinds of proteins. So you might need to pinpoint what is going to be best for you. If if a lot of milk or whey gives you some problems, look into the soy protein. Um, I don't pack on the protein powder. I usually get mine from my colleagues collagen and protein powder in the morning. It's only got like 10 grams. I say only, but 10 grams of protein in my coffee is a good addition for myself. Um, instead of using a bunch of powders, I will use the, um, the, not the Premier, but I guess like the Walmart brand protein shakes in my coffee. Mm-hmm. But I also just try to add a bunch of protein into my meals. So I add a lot of extra Greek yogurt and low-fat cottage cheese into all kinds of things, uh, especially my my scrambled eggs. I love adding cottage cheese in there for extra protein. So things like that is how I get mine in. But I don't personally have a preference on a brand. I hear the Aldi brand of all things is really good. And it's mm-hmm. a little bit cheaper than other name brand, store brands. So yeah. I think you hit on a good point is if you're increasing your protein, you need to think about two things. Are you increasing your protein and you need it to be convenient or are you just wanting to increase your protein overall? I love the idea of mixing in or subbing out Greek yogurt where you can and or blended cottage cheese. Y'all, I don't like cottage cheese straight up. I can't do the texture, but blended, I have been able to mix it into my pizza crust, the busy uh, two ingredient dough pizza. I've been able to blend it and mix it into stroganoff. I made a high protein stroganoff the other day and I used the blended cottage cheese. Um, So really think about adding in cottage cheese and Greek yogurt where you can. Now for me, I do use protein powders here and there. What protein powder do you suggest is the best? I agree with you, Coach Ashley. There's not one that I think is the best, but I will tell you a few that I have used. If you are wanting to add in sneaky protein, i.e. you're not just wanting to make a protein shake, I suggest Gen Pro protein powder. You can get it at any uh, vitamin store or on Amazon. Gen Pro flavorless protein powder. If you're making a soup, a stew, or a sauce, substitute that instead of flour or cornstarch and it thickens it up, but it adds 30 grams of protein per scoop. Um, That is my way to sneak in protein. If you are wanting a flavored type of protein powder, I personally like Devotion. It is a little bit expensive. I just recently started liking Devotion, but honestly, Aldi brand, Walmart brand, whatever you want, you just have to find whatever tastes the best for you. And that's what's going to help you out the most. Um, It really is a personal preference because I have seen people that like a certain protein powder and I don't like it. It's too chalky to me, but I'm also a made protein shake girly. I use Fair Life. I use Quest. And last but not least, Get, if you can, purchase the Fair Life milk or any milk that has protein, but make sure you're reading your label on the back. I use Fair Life milk in place of regular milk. Number one, I'm lactose intolerant, so it removes the lactose. But number two, it's 13 grams of protein per cup. So just look at where you can make easy swaps, and that'll be a lot easier. Um, speaking of using Fair Life, 
and quest. Karen, I saw that you said, how do I make my protein iced coffee? I want to drink one to decrease my hunger in between. Um, a few methods. Number one, the easiest is I use cold brew that I make myself and I mix cold brew with the protein shake. And then I add in um, a skinny syrup or a Tarani sugar-free flavored syrup. Number two, the second way, I'm a caffeine addict. I will do two to three shots of espresso that I make in my espresso machine or get at any coffee shop on the go, dump in a protein shake. Super simple, super easy. As long as you have coffee and you don't even have to use cold brew. I know some people who just use brewed coffee. Um, coffee, protein shake, put it together, add some flavoring if you want, and bam, you have a profit. Simple, simple. There's a question here from Instagram that I would really like to answer, and that's how do you resist sugar addiction? So there's a little play on words here. I don't know necessarily about addictions and bingings, but if you... Is that a word? Binging? Binging? Anyway. <laughs> um, if you are just a so-called sugar addict or you are just craving some sugar, a lot of the time, I know me personally, after a meal, I just need something super sweet. Um, I let myself have it. I don't resist it. But what I do is I'm just smart about it. I know that, okay, I've just had dinner. I know my stomach is full. I know I don't need to go and have like this huge piece of cake or pie. Um, what I mentioned earlier, I keep Hershey's dark chocolate kisses around or the little dove, like right now the heart shapes are out, of course, for Valentine's Day. Um, mm -hmm. Most of them are like, I think kisses are 20 calories a piece. I think my dove dark chocolates are 40-ish calories a piece. Um, and it's just so nice to just be able to pop one in your mouth. And I get that tiny little sweet fix and it just helps me a lot. I know that's a little bit different than a sugar addiction, but I think it's important that we don't try to cut out this stuff because if you are trying to cut out all sugar and you don't let yourself have any chocolate or any sweets, you are going to find everything else in this entire world to replace that. And in doing that, you're just going to be eating even more calories, trying to find that replacement. So in moderation, it's okay to let yourself have whatever it is you are wanting, you know? Yeah. And um, I know for me, before I started my weight loss and wellness journey, I love sugar. I was a Reese's peanut butter cup girly through and through. Um, I am three years into my journey strong. And um, I could really care less about sugar, honestly. And I think it's because of what you just said in moderation. I allow myself to have it if I want it. But I really get a lot of my sugar from like, and I don't even really use real sugar, but I get it from my protein coffees or my protein matchas, my protein fluff. And so I still get that sugar feeling. Don't get me wrong. There are times where I'm walking to the grocery store and an oatmeal cream pie is screaming my name. But it's just one of those things where I tell myself, you can have it, but if you eat it, you track it and you don't right. feel guilty about it and you need to have it in moderation. Now, someone who is also on a wellness journey with me is my mother. I hope she's not listening right now because I'm telling on her, but she's a sugar addict. And she has recently just started telling her, she let herself have like a week where she just went crazy and she ate all the sugar that she wanted to. I'm not telling y'all to do this. But afterwards, she was so sick that she did not really want to have sugar. And now she's like, I don't really want anything. I can have it if I want to. And I think the important piece to take away, and you said this, Coach Ashley, is that don't try to modify the heck out of everything. If you say, oh, I'm, I'm going to have the sugar-free Jolly Ranchers and the sugar-free Russell Stovers and the sugar-free this and sugar-free that, all you are doing is compounding this craving and eventually you're going to go buy the real thing and you're going to eat too much. Whereas if you tell yourself, okay, 
if I want to have more than one, the first one is going to be the real thing. And after that, it's going to be the sugar-free version again within a limit and just set some boundaries for yourself. And that will really help with resisting the sugar, but it's going to take a little bit of mental resilience for you to get there. Um, which is really. I also see a question from Instagram. I'm not a healthy member, but listen to your podcast every week. Thank you so much. We're happy to have you listening every week. My favorite exercise is burpees. Oh goodness, are you okay? <laughs> your favorite exercise. I want to. I need burpees, but I get scared every time I start to go down towards the floor. So that's not my favorite exercise. But the question is, what is your favorite exercise to do? I love working legs. Leg day is my absolute favorite. And I love doing squats on the, um, like on the squat rack. And I love using the leg press. I'm a former soccer player. And so like working my lower body makes me really excited. So my favorite exercise is anything that has to do with a really strong and powerful leg day and then finishing off with some cardio on the treadmill. Yeah, same. We we find out so much more about each other that is so alike. I, I am um, a legs and glutes kind of girl. Um, I love floor bridges. For anyone that doesn't know, I don't know if I can explain it clearly enough. You lay on your back on the floor, you bend your legs so that your knees are up and you are squeezing your glutes while lifting your um, abdomen up off the ground. And that really works the thigh quads, glue area, and even your abs a little bit if you are um, like holding them in tight enough. I love squats. I do squats all day long. Like any chance I get, I'm just sitting there like randomly doing squats. My husband will walk in the kitchen and I'm <laughs> standing there squatting. <laughs> uh, lunges, stuff like that. I am a huge, uh, yeah, leg, leg workout girl. I love that. Man, we do <laughs> learn so much more about each other. Um, Another question from Instagram on the app. What is the dot under the day of the week and why is it sometimes dark and sometimes light? So I assume by dark and light, you mean um, it should be the the dark color is uh, like the dark blue and the light color would be green. And what we call those are green dots. And you get a green dot on the days that you are within uh, like minus 10% up to 15% of your daily target, whether they're bites, net carbs, or calories. Um, these it can be helpful and and sometimes not depending on your plan. Um, on plans where you are using a lot of zero bite foods like Better Balance, you may not always be getting that green dot. It's I, I would say it's not something that you really need to strive for, but it is fun to see that green dot if you have stayed within your limit and you haven't gone like, you know, totally over, but that's just what it is. Your green dot is telling you that you are within that, within your target or your goal of the day. Love that. Excellent question. Y'all keep the questions coming in the chat, we're going to switch over to some more questions that we got. Um, before we started the meeting, how do you deal with the feelings of wanting to quit? Wow. That this is, is loaded. Um, <laughs> yes, that, yeah, that is a loaded question. I'm going to be completely and totally honest. You are going to feel like quitting a lot. Um, because I feel like as humans, when things get hard, when, you know, when everything gets tough, a lot of us immediately feel like we can't do this. And that happens a lot in a weight loss and a wellness journey. So you're always going to have that feeling of quit. But what you have to remember is that if you push through it, imagine yourself reaching that goal. You know, if you tell yourself, you know, I didn't quit today, maybe I did the bare minimum, but I didn't quit today. Think about all those days that you did do the bare minimum and you are still adding up to that goal. I think that personally is what keeps me going. Even in maintenance, you know, there are still days where I'm like, gosh, I just, 
you know, this can be tough, but you remember what you have worked on so far and you just have to tell yourself, you know, there is no quitting. I am not going to fail. I will keep going. Yes, I agree with that. And I love that so much. Um, There is probably not a week that goes by that I don't think about sometimes about just quitting. And it's not necessarily that what are the, let me, the feelings of wanting to quit. The things that you need to think about are, if you are quitting on your journey, you are quitting on yourself. Yeah. And how many times have you done that before? How many times have you quit on yourself before? And when you start to have those feelings, you have to look back on your progress photos. And maybe you have lost five pounds. Notice I did not say only five pounds. Maybe you have lost five pounds. How do you feel? And I know that things get hard and we want these instant results and we want to be able to say, oh, I've lost 50 pounds. I've done all of these things. But you have to, and we, and I just talked about this this morning, you have to stay the course and you have to see it through. And on the days when you feel like quitting, that's when you have to dig a little bit deeper. Y'all, I give this, I give this example all the time. And I hope that Coach Jordan or Community Manager Jordan can be behind the scenes and quickly get his fingers to find this. But I use this clip all the time from YouTube from Facing the Giants. If you have not seen that movie, you need to go see it. But there is a specific point in the movie and it gives me chills every time. I'm not even explaining it yet and I already have chills. But they are feeling so defeated and they are on this long football field and they're saying that they have nothing left to give. They have nothing left in the tank. And their coach gets on the ground and says, I'm going to blindfold you. I need you to go as far as you can. I need you to give it all you got. And don't quit until you have absolutely nothing left in the tank. Do you trust me? Because he, the, the Brock, the student had said so many times, I cannot make this until the end where you want me to go. And so he blindfolds himself and he has to put someone else on his back. Now, this is the thing. A lot of us are walking on this weight loss and wellness journey, but we're carrying so many other things on our back. I know this is a Q&A, y'all, but I got to do a Monica sermon for like five minutes. Just roll with me. But we are carrying so many things on our back. Career, finances, children, spouses, whatever. The, being the best version of ourselves, we're carrying all of these things on our back. And so just like Brock, he was blindfolded and his coach was like, okay, keep going, dig deep, give me everything that you got. And Brock kept asking a question that a lot of us ask in our weight loss and wellness journey. Am I there yet? And his coach kept saying, it doesn't matter where you are right now. Keep going. Have you given me everything that you got? And so he kept digging deep and he goes, I don't have any more. And he goes, yes, you do. You have more. Give me five more, five more. And the coach was on the ground at this point. And this is what us coaches do in this community. We get on the ground in the trenches with you and we push you to give everything that you got. And his coach got on the ground and said, keep going, keep going, keep going. And finally, Brock said, coach, I'm done. I have nothing left in the tank. And his coach said, take off the blindfold. Not only did you make it to where you wanted to go, you surpassed it because you gave everything that you got without looking in front of you. So on the days that you feel like quitting, I want you to put on your blindfold and give everything that you have in the tank. Don't stop until you've given everything that you have to give for that day. And I guarantee you, when you take your blindfold off at the end of the day, you have accomplished more than you could have ever imagined. So I see the clip post. I got to go watch it because like, yeah. I have to, 
I need to go watch that. I, I've never seen it. Now I have to go see it. Absolutely. I'm going to go watch it. And that's a perfect example of why we say sometimes it's better not to focus on that faraway goal, on that huge big picture. This is why we say to break it down. Make small little stepping stones and focus on those. Because when you look way far ahead, way down the road at that big, big goal, it does. It feels like you are never going to get there. And you you get those feelings of failure, these feelings of, I'm never going to do this, so I why not just quit? You know, When you break it down, put on those blinders and just focus on what's right in front of you. That is amazing. Like community uh, manager Jordan said, chills. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> I absolutely love. Um, Carmen, uh, community manager Jordan just posted the link. He probably posted the link to like that specific clip because you can find it on YouTube. But the, but the movie title is called Facing the Giants. And that is something that all of us do every day in our weight loss and wellness journey is we are facing the giants because we are the underdog and we have to get to where we want to get. Um, and we really have to keep pushing forward. A really good question here. I'm on better balance and I have used all of my daily bites. However, I'm not hitting my calorie goal. Any advice? Yes. Yeah. I do have some advice. Um, yeah. I am someone who started my journey on Better Balance. And I absolutely loved it. And the reason why I loved it is because I needed a little bit more help with structure. I needed to figure out how to rewire my brain to eat within certain parameters. And so I was only eating to get my green dot and to stay within those uh, parameters. However, and I think this is really important for those that can handle it. Listen when I say those that can handle it. Because some people turn on their secondary metrics and they're looking at calories and they become overwhelmed. So this, this yeah. is not for everyone. Take what you want, leave what you don't. However, if you are hitting your bites on the nose, but you are not hitting your calorie goal, why are you not hitting your calorie goal? Are you not having enough protein? Y'all are going to go get so sick of me saying protein. But a lot of the times you're not eating your calorie goal because your overall macros, your protein, your carbs, and your fats are not where they need to be to be aligned to hit your calorie goal. That's why some people get a little bit confused when they're like, I'm hitting my bites on the nose and you're probably eating a lot of zero bite foods. And maybe those zero bite foods you're eating do not have a high caloric value, value because you're not eating enough protein or like healthy fats and adding in your oils and or maybe you're someone that doesn't track every bite, lick, and taste. So my advice for this is that if you are hitting your bites on the nose, but you are under eating on your calories and you still do not feel satisfied, not full, satisfied, then you need to incorporate more foods, whether that's zero bite foods, whether that is lean proteins, healthy fats, um, simple carbs. You need to look at all of that. You have to go losing weight is a science. You have to learn your body and what works for your body. And that's why it becomes so eye-opening when someone who was only looking at a bite value now turns on that secondary metric and they're looking at calories. But you should be looking at the caloric breakdown and what does that actually look like. Absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. And just to add on to that, if you are on a bites plan and as the question says, you're using up all your bites the calories, you, you know, you're not reaching your calorie goal. One of my, because I worked, for those who are newer, don't know, I worked in community for a long time um, answering questions and stuff, which was very, very eye-opening. It's a big question that we get asked a lot. And one of the first questions I asked back is, are you utilizing all those zero-bite foods, whether you're on Better Balance, Sugar Smart, Carb Conscious, or... Um, 
help me out here, conquer cravings. <laughs> um, <laughs> All those plants have zero bite foods and they are meant to be utilized. They are zero for a reason to encourage you to continue using them. And this is where they are zero bites, but they still all have calories. So this is going to help you line up your bites and calories a little bit better as well. And then let's see, not just that, but are you tracking them? You know, if maybe you're utilizing these zero bite foods, but you're not actually tracking them, well, then your tracker has no idea that you've had extra calories. So the big thing there is to um, track those as well. And um, yeah, it's just, it's really eye opening. I feel like it's important to say that bites and calories are almost never going to completely line up. Mm -hmm. But when somebody asks what's more important, my answer is your body has no idea what bites are. They have no idea what this bites-based or points-based mm-hmm. system is, but your body does understand calories and it knows that it is absolutely not getting enough. So use the bites as your guide to help you make those better, more nutritious and healthier food choices, but let the calories be your guide as to how much of that to use. And if you say, yes, I'm eating, I'm, I'm hitting my protein mark, I'm eating healthy, I'm getting all my macros in, I'm tracking my zero bite foods, I'm utilizing them and I'm still not meeting my calorie goal, that's where the weeklies come in. Weekly bites are your best friend. I was someone who shied away from weeklies. I didn't use them for months in the beginning and guys, I was starved. And I found out I was only eating like 930 calories a day mm-hmm. and that was way, way under what I needed to be eating. And I realized, okay, weeklies are what I need. So don't be afraid to use those. Those are gonna help you bring up your calories too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And you just made a really good point that I know will probably ruffle a few feathers, but it's really important to note. If you are eating your bites on the nose and you turn your calories on and you see that you're only eating 900 calories, you should be eating more. Absolutely. You should be like, we shouldn't even really be having a discussion about, should I be eating more? You should be eating more. Um, Eating 900 calories a day, you need to tap into those weeklies. You need to tap into those activity points. You need to tap into into everything because we should not be eating 900 calories because what's going to happen is you're going to get so excited because the weight is dropping, dropping, dropping. And then whenever you start to balance out and you start to get to where your body is actually supposed to be with calories, and you see that that weight starts doing one of these, then you're going to be upset and you're going to be confused. We should never be eating just 900 calories, which I know is just I'm just letting you guys know, if you turn that metric on and you you don't know what's going on, you should not just be eating. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
And and healthy does calculate those cal- um, those calories for you. It bases it off of your age, gender, weight, um, height, and very importantly, your activity level. So sedentary, you know, I think slightly active, moderate stuff like that. You are going to get the right amount of calories based on that. So make sure that you have that set correctly as well. Because um, I think I did see a question about how do I know? Yeah, how do I know that my bites are correct for my weight loss journey? Same goes for bites as it does for your calories and macros on the Healthy app. Um, Based on all the information that you put in, it generates that. Um, And again, be very sure that your activity level is set correctly because that will very much determine how many that you get. Yes, thank you. I was hoping you also saw that question because I'm like, oh, that all ties in together. Um, I (laughs) think the comment that we received, there wasn't necessarily a question, but I think this is really important. So the comment was, I had a mental setback last month as my dad passed away and I stopped tracking and or exercising, but it was a huge loss for me and my family. But this is the new month and I'm back tracking what I'm eating and I'm getting back slowly into my workout as I have a heart condition that I was born with. I literally was down in the dumps last month. I'm still grieving, but I'm determined to get back to where I was. I thank you for starting healthy. Um, Number one, so, so sorry for your loss. And I hope, and I know Coach Ashley as well hopes that um, you heal because for us, this journey is also about healing from the inside out, that you heal throughout this process of self-discovery and losing the weight and becoming better overall. Now, anybody who's listening or if you're watching live, you're probably like, Monica, why would you read that out loud? This is why. If you have not heard my story, which I don't know how because I make sure I blab it every single time I get a chance, the catalyst for my weight loss journey this time was me losing my aunt to cancer. From diagnosis to death was six months. And I truly believed that if she were healthier, then she would have been able to live a little bit longer because her body would have been able to fight. And I say that because of this comment, there's always going to be something in our lives um, whether we we want to or we want it to happen or not, that is going to bring some type of grief that is going to bring us to our knees and that is going to make us reevaluate our weight loss and wellness journey. And I love that you said this month is a new month and I'm back and I'm making sure that I'm tracking what I'm eating and I'm slowly getting back into my workout. I'm still grieving, but I'm determined to get back to where I was. And I think it's really important to note that that determination is going to end up being your testimony. Mm-hmm. Losing my aunt became my testimony and my catalyst for starting my weight loss journey for real this time. And it is, and it has grown into so much more. And so anybody, and we talked about this in your planning for 2024, that you have to plan for those setbacks and those roadblocks. But what we don't plan for is death. But what we can plan for is when things happen that are hard and out of our control, What is our plan to slowly bounce back and to heal ourselves from the inside out so that we can continue our weight loss and wellness journey and become the version of ourselves that they wanted us to be and that we want to be? And so I hope that um, while this is hard and while there is a mental setback aspect, that you use this mental setback to have a major comeback this month. I absolutely agree. I hope so as well, because something that wasn't always talked about before is that this journey is not all physical. It is most definitely mental. And I'm a firm believer in that if you don't get your mental health in check first, I don't feel like the physical part will be able to follow or at least not sustainably. So definitely, you know, getting through that, it it is rough. And I, and I really hope that you are just like 
the amazing Monica are hopefully able to use that just to help propel you through this? This is a really interesting question that I saw. And it says, does anyone else feel like the current anti-diet culture has hindered them? It's actually made me feel guilty for wanting to lose weight. I don't believe in restrictive diets, but I need structure and balance. This is not something I'm able to accomplish on my own. The last few years have been challenging. I know I'm not the only one and I've gained back everything I lost and more, but it's time for me to stop caring what others think or say and do what's right for me. I turned 40 a couple of weeks ago at the highest weight I've ever been. I have to make a change. I think this is such a good topic um, and question to bring up because there is a huge anti-diet culture. There is a huge body positivity culture. And I believe in body positivity. I've said this before, but you could lose 100 pounds, but you are still going to be in the same body. So you have to literally love the skin that you are in, as cliche as that sounds. But I don't think that we should feel that this anti-diet culture makes us feel guilty for wanting to lose weight. Because number one, last time I checked, everyone that was in the healthy community, we're not on a diet, we're on a lifestyle change. And so when people talk about anti-diet, guess what? They're not talking about us because we're not on a diet. But I do think that it is really hard as you see things play out on social media and people say, you should just love yourself the way that you are. Stop trying to change yourself to uh, society standards. We are not changing ourselves to society standards. And if that is your motivation for losing weight, then you need to go back to the drawing board and figure out a new why. Yeah, But you should be changing yourself because you just want to be a better version of yourself. And if that is the case, we shouldn't feel bad for wanting to lose the weight. Absolutely not. We never should. And that kind of goes back. We had a podcast episode about, you know, you were talking to Monica about how like when your final time for real beginning to lose weight, like when it clicked, you know, that's when you know why you want to do it. And like you just said, if you are doing it because society is saying you know, this is what beauty looks like, or this is what we should be doing or shouldn't be doing. To me personally, I feel like that's the wrong reason. So again, like you said, go back to that drawing board and find why you want to. It does not matter, you know? And it's hard to build up that confidence. It's hard to build up that wall and say, I don't care what you have to say. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for me, but you have to. Because if, if this is something that you truly want for yourself, then nothing should be standing in your way, especially what people say on the internet. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I have a saying that if you don't have my phone number and you can't directly call or text me, then your opinions don't influence me because you're not close enough to me to be able yeah. to actually give me uh, a true opinion. Now, take that with a grain of salt because there's tons of members in this community that don't have my phone number and I do take your opinion. <laughs> but for the most part, if people are giving an opinion um, to you and they don't have your phone number, they're not close enough to you to the source, then you should always take their opinion with a grain of salt. Um, I know we do have a few more questions that we had before the call, but we are going to be getting close to wrapping up. So if you are watching the Facebook Live or if you're watching um, on Instagram, this is your time. Get your questions in and then we'll get a few more questions answered before we hop off. This is why we say we're only going to be 30 minutes. And look, we've been sitting here (laughs) Never happens. Keep the questions rolling. I'm sure we could um, do a whole other podcast, even if it's not, if we're not able to schedule in a live, we can always, always do a fun little podcast with it too. So yes. (laughs) Let me see. What other questions did we have? 
Uh, there we go. Oh, this is a good one. I've been trying to concentrate on my eating and losing weight. The first thing that you messed up was saying, I'm trying to concentrate on my eating and losing weight. We're not trying. Monica doesn't like that word. <laughs> no time we're doing. So I'll, I'll reread this for them. I've been working on concentrating on eating and losing weight. During the week when my husband is at work, I feel like my eating is so much more in control. But whenever he's home, I just binge eat. How do I have the same mindset from when he's not home to when he's home? During the week, I have my own routine and I'm not really sure how to adjust it for when he is home. That's kind of a tough one because in my mind, I feel like it would almost be opposite. Like I would do worse when he's not home because nobody's watching kind of thing. Um, but I think the point is, is that if you have your own like well-established routine and something comes in and changes that, I know me personally, when my routine gets like knocked out of whack, I am done, guys. I like, I'm like, nope, nope, this can't happen. <laughs> this can't work. <laughs> and I feel like that's probably what is happening. And so maybe you, you just need to have a sit down and an honest talk like, okay, I, you know, this is important to me. This is what I want to do. I'm wanting to change my lifestyle. I'm wanting to change my habits. And, you know, for some reason, whatever it is, it's changing when you're home versus when you're not home. So can we work out a plan? You know, I think open and honest conversation is your absolute best friend. It's like, obviously, when it involves other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, especially in this journey, you are going to need your significant other to support you. And in this instance, in this example, again, we don't have any other context. I'm not saying that your partner doesn't support you, but you need to advocate for your needs. That's a huge part of this journey is being able to advocate for your needs. And so I would just sit down, like you just said, and explain when you're home, my routine is out of whack and I can't figure out how to not binge eat. But also, I want you to keep a few things in mind. If you are the one doing the cooking, then that is something that you can control because you are doing the cooking. For me, I do most of the cooking in my house. So if my partner, if he wants to eat something different and he wants Whataburger or, you know, a sneaky little snack at night, then he has his own snacks. And sometimes I dig into them, but most of the times I don't. And I think it's just really, again, building up that mental resilience, building up your routine and figuring out what is it that you really want out of your weight loss and wellness journey. And when you are binging whenever he is home, instead of sticking to your same routine, is that serving you? Is that serving you to move forward in your journey? And if the answer is no, then you need to put more systems in place for yourself. We can't just put that on our partners because if they are not on the same journey as us, we can ask them to walk alongside of us, but we shouldn't ask them to change all of their habits because we're wanting to um, do something different with our lives. And so we have to start building that mental resilience in those systems. And for me, like I said, um, my significant other, he knows that I'm on a journey. And so there are times where I'm like, back to the popcorn, it's like 11 p.m. I've been reading, I'm like, do you want some popcorn? He's like, no, and you don't either. I'm like, you're right. Let me go, let me, let me go back and read more. I don't want any popcorn. And it's just one of those things of like, hey, why are you having that? Not in a bad way, but you don't really want that. You're just eating it out of boredom or what do you want to do tonight? Like, what do you want to eat tonight? Do you want to go to the gym? We haven't been to the gym in a while. And so it's having your partner support you in a way that serves your journey without making them change who they are if they're not on a similar path. Absolutely. That that it was a huge question in community too, is how to deal with unsupportive um, partners. And obviously with this question, again, we're not saying that um, your husband is unsupportive. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, a lot of information we don't have in that question. But 
let's treat this as a separate question. If maybe you are dealing with an unsupportive partner or unsupportive family that lives in your household, there are many, many things that you can do. And one of the biggest pieces of advice that I love to give for that is try to include them, involve them in everything that you're doing. They do not have to partake in all of this lifestyle change, but including them makes them feel like they are not missing out one and it helps you all connect as a family. So um, it's something as simple as, okay, well, we need to get groceries for the week. Why don't you guys tell me what you want for dinner this week? Let's sit down and make a grocery list together. Do the grocery shopping together if you want. Or if you're like me, you just order online and get it delivered because it's so much easier. And then also involve the kids, involve the partner, whoever it is, involve them in the cooking. Let them chop up some onion, you know, something super simple. You know, whatever it is, the more involved that they get, the more likely it is that they'll be supportive of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see just like a one-off question. Am I still doing my Tuesday morning Zooms? I still do my Tuesday coffee and convos meeting. It's just not via Zoom. It's just a live within the healthy members meetings and support group instead of a Zoom. So I still do show up on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. It's just not a Zoom. And it's so much fun because now they just get to live on the page like these do on the main healthy yeah. page. So, it is uh, so fun. I finally got to join one. What was the last week? And so uh-huh. many fresh ideas. The, it's, it's crazy the amount of ideas and um, everything that gets shared. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. It's so much fun. Um, another one that I did want to answer, where is it? I can't find the exact question, but I do know it, the question in general was asking about um they had just started the healthy program. I think they had been doing it for maybe like three weeks or a month or something like that. But they travel for work and they asked for advice on how do you deal with maintaining your weight loss and wellness journey while traveling for work? And I have a great routine for this. Um, A lot of people just know me as like the healthy coach that comes on here and blabs a lot. But I actually have another job outside of this where I travel a lot for work. And something for me on my weight loss and wellness journey that I do is I pack snacks. Anytime I'm going to be away from my home environment... I need to make sure that I have the things that are going to make me successful. So if I'm going to be gone for five days, then I pack at least two protein bars for each day. Um, Maybe for some people that's excessive. I like to make sure that I have backups. I pack my favorite protein bars. Um, Sometimes I pack like the little protein Pop-Tarts. If I'm like, oh, what am I going to have for breakfast? I don't want to think about it. I'll pack that. Um, I love the little Kodiak cake cups with the extra protein. So I'll pack those or the Kodiak oatmeals. I did that on my last work trip. Um, I will pack packets of protein powder individual so that I can make sure that I can quickly mix that protein shakes if I need to in between meals, if I cannot find something to eat. And then I always make sure that I'm packing um, my vitamins and my supplements and my pre-workout so I can still work out when I am on my work trips. I have all of this packed up with me. Now, in addition to that, if I'm doing a checked bag, I will bring my protein shakes, my pre-made protein shakes. I will bring them with me. I will bring one for each day because I am not missing the profit. I will bring my protein shakes. Um, I also bring some type of big tumbler or something that closes so that I can have my water with me on the go. And I bring water packets. Super simple. Like anything that I would have at home to be successful, I take it with me. I bring my water bottle, my water packets. I bring an extra shaker bottle for pre-workout. And I bring another bottle 
to take my profit with me. Now, some people may think that's excessive, but here's the deal. You have to do what works for you on your journey. And if I cannot bring all those things with me, then I am Googling what store is closest to my hotel or my Airbnb. And I have my list of snacks that I need to get when I get there so that I can make my profit, so that I can make my quick breakfast, so that I can do avocado toast. This is all about preparation. And I think that one thing that people don't think about is you get nervous. You don't want to be the oddball out. Oh, I brought my own snacks and I have my own protein coffee. You would be surprised. People in my company are like, Monica, my water is plain. Do you have water packets? I'm like passing them out like Oprah. Yeah, you get a packet, you get a packet. take whatever you want because they know that I am going to show up to the conference or the work retreat, which I'm going to at the end of this month. And I am going to have everything that I need to be successful. And then when we go out to eat, I am going to say, <laughs> I see y'all laughing at me in the comments, but I'm telling y'all, this has worked for me. Since I have been on my journey, I have traveled at least once a month or every other month for the past three years for work, sometimes two or three times in a month. And I don't miss a beat. I have my stuff packed. I'm ready to go. And when we go out to a restaurant, I don't make it about me. We go to the restaurant and I see what can I eat that fits within my calories for the day. I do calorie command. What can I eat? And if I can't find anything, then I'll usually get something small, maybe like a salad with some lean protein. And then I take my behind back to the Airbnb or the hotel and I whip up a, um, a protein shake. I eat a protein bar to get the rest of my protein in. Again, you have to do what works for you. And I'm not afraid to do I love it. I, I don't have much advice because I am not a traveler. I, I love that you just, I think being prepared is the key takeaway. Mm -hmm. Always be prepared. And if you do not have the means to pack all this stuff with you or hide it in your carry-on, you know, whatever you're mm -hmm. doing, map out where the closest grocery store is to where you are staying so that you can go there as soon as you get settled in and, and get yourself back to being prepared. Yes. I, one of the sayings that I live by, I went to culinary school was mise en place which means everything in its place. And so when I go anywhere, everything needs to be in its place. If you are stepping outside of your house to go to the grocery store or to go to the library, make sure you have a car snack because you never know when hunger is going to hit and we're not grabbing a Snickers. You're going to grab your car snack, which is your bag of peanuts or your almonds, your string cheese, your protein bar, and you're going to eat it and you're going to move on. Snack accidents are not going to happen on our watch. We're not going to go to the drive-thru and get the fries unless maybe it's a fry Friday and you just, that's your thing. But don't let snack accidents catch you slacking. Have your snacks prepared. Absolutely. <laughs> um, let's see. I think we, y'all, I think we maybe have time for one more question from either Facebook or Instagram. So if you have a question, drop it in the chat. And let me see if we have any other questions from before. Let me just do a quick little, quick little search, quick little search. Um, we basically answered that. Of course, I find the question about travel after I did that. I found the exact question, but that's okay. Um, I think we had it. Yeah, we did. Okay. No, I don't think we have just a lot of questions surrounding, I'm really hungry. How do I curb the hunger? What do I do? Um, and we've answered that a few times throughout this live tonight. Um, but if you are constantly feeling hungry, then you need to evaluate if you are having balanced meals. A lot of people think, oh, I'm hungry. Let me just have some protein and keep it moving. No. 
Do you have some protein? Do you have some healthy fats? Do you have some carbs? Do you have something balanced that is going to sustain you? And you hit on this at the beginning um, of the recording. Uh, You talked about the fact of um, making sure that you're adding in that additional protein at every meal, whether it's the Greek yogurt or whether it's the cottage cheese, just finding ways to bulk up your meals that you're already having. I know a lot of people are creatures of habit. Y'all, One of the biggest weight loss secrets is that you can eat a turkey sandwich every day. And if you make it correctly, that is packed with protein, carbs, healthy fats. The saying that we learned in school, keep it simple, stupid, kiss. Nobody here is stupid, but just keep it simple, sweetie. That's what we say down here in the South. Keep it simple. There we go. Keep it it simple and um, stay the course. That's my takeaway for tonight. Keep it simple, stay the course, and continue to ask questions. Ask questions. And uh, I got to add in the whole ad, don't restrict. If you are feeling hungry, then maybe you're restricting some things out of your diet. Uh, So don't be afraid to add things in. Like the example, add in more to your meal. If you are wanting, um, I don't know, two chocolate chip cookies at the end of the night, break those puppies up into a little parfait with some yogurt and some berries, crush those cookies on top. So here you are getting what you are wanting, what you are craving, but you are adding to it to make it more nutritious. And you are going to be left feeling a whole lot more full than if you just ate two cookies plain. Yes, 100%. Um, Well, with that, guys, y'all, this has been so much fun. We have been talking for over an hour. I hope that you had some of your questions answered. If you did not have a chance to ask your questions, keep leaving them on Facebook underneath this live. Leave them on Instagram. Send us a DM. Whatever you need to do, ask your questions. We will either answer them back right then and there, or maybe we'll pop up and do another live. Potentially, it could just be a podcast episode where we answer all of your questions. But I think something that's really important to remember is that when you are starting or continuing your weight loss and wellness journey, that it's essential to recognize the significance of seeking guidance and asking questions. Um, We say this all the time, you have to be a lifelong learner. And with this meeting, with these podcasts, with these coachings, with this community, there is no judgment here. You are welcome to ask your questions at any given time. And so we hope that you join us for our next podcast episode, whether it is here on Facebook and Instagram, whether you're listening to the replay on Spotify, Y'all can hear our voices every week. Give me tips and tricks to make your journey a lot better. So we will see y'all next week. Bye, y'all.